Welcome to episode 226 of the Truth Quest podcast. The truth about the depression of 1920, the crash that cured itself. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on social media and see discussions going on about abortion, the Federal Reserve, the collusion between big tech and the federal government to censor dissent, inflation, Joe Biden's penchant for lying, or the deadly and toxic COVID vaccine, please share the TruthQuest podcast with your friends. Tell them to browse the episode titles and dive into whatever topics pique their interest. Episodes are available on a host of platforms, including iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, BitChute, Rumble, and Instagram, where I post a short highlight of each show at instagram.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. And I also recently joined Telegram. Whatever platform you may be listening to this on, please do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Give it a five-star rating, hit the like button, or leave a positive review. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at the TruthQuest podcast patronage page. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through online advertising. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com for details. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. Did you know that just over 100 years ago, the United States experienced a depression? I'm willing to bet a large percentage of you are not aware, which is why it's often referred to as the Forgotten Depression. Most people are only aware of the Great Depression of the 1930s. Don't feel bad or stupid if you never heard of the Depression of 1920-21. There is a very good reason why that is the case. I will spend the next 10 or 15 minutes explaining just that. If this topic is of interest to you, I encourage you to listen to episode 142, The Truth About the Great Depression, where I crush the accepted narrative about that event. That being, the Great Depression was the result of capitalism run amok, and only the wise intervention of progressive politicians and the massive government spending during World War II rectified the situation and restored prosperity. In other words, a centralized response is what cured the Great Depression. As many economists have explained, in reality, the Great Depression languished for many years longer than necessary given the chosen fix. As you might have surmised by now, that fix is not the same as what was followed in order to cure the Depression of 1920 and 21. How bad was this forgotten depression back in 1920? Renowned financial analyst James Grant, author of the book The Forgotten Depression, provided shocking data for the United States. Grant tells us that the Federal Reserve Index of Industrial Production fell by 32% from 1920 to 1921. In comparison, in the 2008-2009 crisis, it only fell 17%. Grant estimates that the unemployment rate may have reached as high as 15% during the Depression of 1920. Over the course of one year, wholesale prices plunged by 37%, consumer prices by 11%, and farm prices by 41%. Just in case you're wondering, when you look at the speed of decline, the Great Depression did not match the rate of 1920-21. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, then comprised of 20 stocks rather than today's 30, crested in November 1919 at 120 and bottomed out in August of 1921 at 64. That's almost a 50% drop. Can you imagine if that happened today? We'd go from 34,000 on the Dow to 17,000. Can you imagine the devastation? 
As you would expect under these circumstances, profits fell dramatically, and a wave of bankruptcies occurred. As Professor Benjamin M. Anderson described in his memoirs, quote, in 1920-21, we took our losses, we readjusted our financial structure, we endured our depression, and in the month of August 1921, we started up again. By the spring of 1923, we had reached new highs in industrial production, and we had labor shortages in many lines of business. Imagine that, going from 15% unemployment to labor shortages in 18 months. Historian and successful podcaster Tom Woods put it this way, quote, By the late summer of 1921, signs of recovery were already visible. The following year, unemployment was back down to 6.7%, and it was only 2.4% by 1923. What happened next was what is known as the Roaring Twenties. What would you give for another version of that? A century later. Who fixed the depression of 1920-21? Surely there was some massive undertaking by the powers that be. I mean, didn't the Federal Reserve and the President and Congress get involved and right the ship? Answer? They did nothing. Well, that's not entirely true. President Warren Harding cut the federal government's budget nearly in half between 1920 and 1922, and public debt fell by 15% at the end of 1919 through June of 1923 and tax rates were slashed for all income groups. There was no massive liquidity bazooka shot by central banks, no too-big-to-fail subsidies, no bailouts, no giant stimulus, no public works and spending programs. There was no quantitative easing, no government deficits, no inflationary monetary policies, no 0% interest rates for a decade, no monetization of the debt, no federal purchases of treasury bonds, no modern monetary theory. None of that bullshit currency-debasing bankrupting stuff we see today. Now you know why it's referred to as the crash that cured itself. I can't help but acknowledge yet again a recurring theme of the TruthQuest podcast is the 100% failure rate of the federal government. Everything they touch turns to shit. The federal government is too big, arrogant, too bloated, and too bureaucratic to succeed. Look at anything the federal government does, and what do you see? A complete disaster. There's waste, there's fraud, and there's always abuse. There literally is no accountability. Failure breeds more failure. Every federal program and agency, if run like a private company, would have been forced into bankruptcy decades ago. Hell, if you were to compare federal agencies to private companies, most of the heads of these agencies would be in prison for various financial crimes and breach of fiduciary duties. Well, why is that? Well, it's due to centralization. Too much power over too many people or too much of the economy in the hands of too few people. It's one size fits all, take it or leave it. No choices, just shut up if you don't like it since there ain't no customer service line or any higher power you can appeal to. Nonetheless, my point is, the depression of 1920 and 21 was solved by letting it run its course, kind of like a fever or a virus. You gotta let the body deal with it. If you start screwing around with ineffective treatments, i.e. centralized monetary solutions, you will only make matters worse. The cure for the depression of 1920-21 was decentralization. They allowed individual firms across the country to deal with the consequences of their financial decisions rather than swooping in with helicopter money, subsidies, and all the things I'd rattled off a second ago. Eventually, the fever broke, but it was not pretty for a while. 
If you're interested in the topic of decentralization, check out episode 182. My contention is that the root cause of virtually every problem we have in America, and around the world for that matter, can be attributed to centralization. And virtually every problem we have in America and around the world can be fixed by decentralization, making it a worthy subject of study. As I said, centralization is one size fits all. Decentralization is the opposite. What do you get from centralization? You get fewer choices, fewer opportunities for experiment, and little competition. Decentralization means the opposite. More choices, more experimentation, more competition. Think about your average grocery store. How many types of toilet paper, deodorant, cereal, and beer is available to you? Now consider what a grocery store looked like in the Soviet Union, or currently looks like in Venezuela or Cuba. The point of this short episode obviously was not to provide an in-depth history lesson of the Depression of 1920, but rather to make a point. One that I've made over and over again throughout the 200 plus episodes of the Truth Quest podcast. That being the United States federal government is out of control. It operates largely in areas in which it is not constitutionally granted powers to operate. And despite that fact, year after year, corrupt elected politicians in D.C. continue to perpetuate and exacerbate the problem. The Depression of 1920-21 provides us with another example, proving my point that an all-knowing, all-encompassing, suffocating federal government is not only unconstitutional, but it is unnecessary. The United States was not formed in order to institute one-size-fits-all solutions for the people. Terms like federalism, decentralization, and laboratories of democracy are supposed to define the United States. The only question one has to answer is, would you rather have your fate determined by a handful of elected and or appointed officials in a city hundreds or thousands of miles away from you, or would you prefer that hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people and transactions determine the course of your life or determine your financial future? If you're like me, you side with the latter. Why in the hell would you put your future in the hands of people like Chuck Schumer, Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, Jerome Powell, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Adam Schiff, Mitt Romney, Barney Frank, Chris Dodd, George W. Bush, Barack Obama, Liz Cheney, or Kevin McCarthy. These are not the best and brightest. They are not out for your best interest. At the end of the day and the end of the episode, the truth is the Depression of 1920-21 was cured without intervention by the federal government other than pulling back the spending reins. It was solved via a decentralized solution, and because of that, it was over quickly. Alternatively, the Great Depression lingered for almost a decade, largely due to federal intervention in the markets. What a travesty when you think back. How much suffering and death could have been avoided if Hoover and FDR had not pushed centralized solutions? Always beware of authoritarians. Hoover, FDR, Biden, it doesn't matter. When you see one, oppose them with everything you have because they will harm you with their policies because they think they know better than the market as a whole. And they will do everything in their power, which is significant these days, to circumvent the market and shove their solution down your throat. And that's the truth about the Depression of 1920, the crash that cured itself. Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform.